Welcome to the Weekend at Hermes podcast. This is episode two. It's uh, been a very long time since we recorded episode one, but we are finally back. We, we decided to hop back on this. I'm Stephen Sears. Uh, Chase Fletcher is here with me. How you doing, Chase? I'm doing good, man. Uh, yeah, so it has been a while since episode one, but now that football season's here, it should be a weekly thing. Because yes, sir. as much as I hate the Panthers, I can't stop talking about them. So doing it weekly shouldn't be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. I also hate that we're still able to use the weekend Hernie's name because it just means that he's still a part of the franchise. But I mean, nothing we can do about that. Yeah, it's definitely been a uh, kind of hot topic of discussion lately, especially with today, um, with the whole Curtis Samuel and Taylor Moten news coming out that they have not been talking about renewing any contracts. What are you thinking about that? I do not like the sound of that at all. And like with the Curtis situation. I get that not everybody thinks as highly of him as, like, maybe a certain portion of us on Panthers Twitter does. But even still, I I feel like an extension should be worked on. Because if there's going to be any year where his value – like, basically, his value is probably the lowest it could be if he's somebody that we'd want to keep anyway. It should only go up if it's somebody that we actually want to move forward with. And so that's kind of my issue with that. But I still, in a way, I, if it was just Curtis, I could understand it a little bit. But the Moten thing's almost unexcusable to me because he's been our best lineman for the past two years. Agreed. Definitely, like you said with Curtis, um, if you're going to resign Curtis, now is probably the time to do it. Because, I mean, if he goes into this season and booms, that's more money you got to pay for him, right? So, like, you know, smartly thinking, you want to get that out of the way right now before that happens. Maybe they will do it. I mean, I kind of doubt it, considering the season starts in, what, five days or whatever it is. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you want to do that now. And then Moten, like you said, he's been, you know, our probably our best lineman for the past couple of years. And we have been neglecting the tackle position for God knows how long now. And it was nice to see them sure that up before we get, get this ball rolling. Yeah, it sure would. And like the frustrating thing with Moten is even like, so what, two years ago, 2018, he was great. Um, That's when he, I think like by metrics and stuff, that was like his, the better of the last two years. And so he was amazing then. And then last year they still moved him away from that position just for Darrell Williams. And even though it was for like a game, it's just kind of like, why? He's he's gotten very little respect. Yeah. And so the fact there, it's very difficult for me to believe we will be able to sign both of them again at the end of next year. Like I, I would have felt comfortable getting both of them if maybe we extended one this year, waited after the year for one, or maybe even got one last off season. But chances are, I feel like we're not going to end up keeping both. <laughs> yeah. I think those chances are slim. I mean, like I said, if we don't do it now, then it's, and they both perform as we expect them to, I highly doubt we have the money to fork over for both of those guys, unfortunately. That's 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 how things go with uh, Marty Herney as the GM. Yeah, I mean, what, we've grown used to it. What's it? Nineteen years, fourteen as a GM now, just nothing but mediocrity. So, and and I think it's the hired, the fired and rehired part, like that gets me more than mm. anything. If he had just like stayed on this train for the past fifteen years, whatever, like that still sucks. But it's like that we we knew to fire him, but then we just rehired him. That yes. that part kills me. Just like the one on our side, he just keeps coming back. But uh, let's let's get on to uh, some good Panther stuff. Um, we're going to be talking about um, the draft since we never actually went over the post draft. Want to do a quick little 
rundown of that, grade it, um, see what we like, what's been going on so far. Panthers training camp. Not a, it's been kind of hard to fish for news in the camp with you know it being closed to the public for the most part, but there's a little bit of tidbits and some uh, surprising things that's come out of it so far. We're going to run down to the Panthers season, do a kind of game-by-game analysis and see where we'll end out at the uh, end of the year. And then just kind of some NFL predictions overall at, at the end. Yep, sounds good to me. Um, if we want to go ahead and start with the draft, do you just want to go ahead and start with our first-round pick? Um, yeah, I mean, it's like most of us, we already know who the Panthers' picks are, but we do kind of want to give our own input on mm-hmm. how they went. And so, you know, round one, we got Derek Brown. Um, I can't remember if pre, the pre-draft pod, we had talked about this exact point a little bit, but, like, it definitely feels like a safe pick. I'm not really mad at it. I can understand why some people wanted something different, but I also think he's going to be a solid player. So. Yeah, I think post or pre-draft we were talking, saying that Derek Brown would kind of be like the safest pick right there, but we were kind of hoping for someone a little bit more potential. We were kind of thinking two of my fall too, as we got a little bit hype about that. Isaiah Simmons ended up falling right there, and I think a lot of people wanted him, but they chose Brown instead. So again, you know, the safer pick. So no one's too angry about that. And then a uh, second pick. Gross Matos. I was these next two picks are two second round picks. I really do think we knocked out of the park. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie and pretend like you know I was like number one Penn State fan, watched all of their games. Right. But for both of these guys, everyone seemed to think we got a still on them, and like I feel like that's a good. You know, obviously that shouldn't be a bad thing. Um. So I'm I'm pretty happy with both of them, especially the DB pick. You know, like edge rusher, you can never have too many, mm-hmm. but. We are so low on DBs that it would just be huge if Chin could end up being our best one because mm-hmm. Trey Boston, good guy. You probably don't want him to be your best DB. Dante Jackson, the young guy, I certainly don't want him to be my team's best DB. So, <laughs> Yeah, both of them, I agree, are pretty good picks. This whole draft, honestly, at the time, I think everybody was pretty, yeah. pretty happy with how it was going. Um, we've had a little shakeup since then, but... Again, with Gross Matos and Jeremy Chin, both of those guys have been named starters um, on the official depth chart. Jeremy Chin has been listed as a starter as right outside linebacker, along with Jermaine Carter, I think. So that's that's kind of weird. I don't know what that really means, but I guess we will be seeing him all over the field. So really exciting picks. And and what I'm thinking is, if I mean, it's not the, necessarily the same position, but I'm just assuming Chin will probably be covering a lot of the guys in the slot, mm-hmm. I would assume, if... If they have them listed right there, I mean, I, I don't know how they're exactly they're setting up their defense, but I would just assume that's how they're going to use them some. Which, looking at some of the receivers in our division, you know, I mean, like the Bucks have two great receivers, but Godwin plays in the slot a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Godwin doesn't just play strictly outside like Mike Evans. So to have somebody that can kind of cover that middle area would be great. I mean, this year I don't anticipate lockdown, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, down the line, hoping those three picks will you know, probably be the anchor of our defense. Along with guys we already have, like Brian Burns. So, very excited to see where that comes out. Uh, next, we have a couple pair of DBs in the fourth and fifth round. Troy Pride out of Notre Dame and Kenny Robinson, the safety. Uh, Troy Pride has been named the starter opposite to Dante Jackson, so that's good for him. I mean, not a whole lot of competition in that position right now, so <laughs> we'll take that for what it's worth, but... Definitely good to get him out there, getting some reps. He's got a tough division, like you just said. It's going to be a hard task for him down the road. And Kenny Robinson, who a lot of guys were excited about out of West Virginia, slash the XFL, St. Louis Battlehawks. He got he got cut, well, waived, and then re-signed to the practice squad. But 
I personally don't like that at all. I think that's a very bad look for Hernie for your fifth round pick to immediately be sent to the practice squad. You are not using that at all. You should at least be contributing on special teams. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I can't speak for simply because so many practices were closed off. I guess I can't speak for what actually was happening with him. Like mm-hmm. maybe he was a disaster or right. something like that. But I find that difficult and I guess another thing for me is he's already played some games at technically a pro level. Like, mm-hmm. he, depending on what your opinion on the XFL is, I don't really care. But those XFL teams would still beat college teams because, the, like, the bench warmers on college teams aren't playing in the XFL. The guys in the XFL are guys that were probably at least pretty good in college. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's it's still a step up from college. So for him to be playing like he was, I mean – he probably has a little more experience than maybe even some of the rookies drafted ahead of him in terms of playing against grown men, you might say. So that's why even the not even just keeping him for special teams bothers me because he's also known for being a big hitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he was at West Virginia, he got ejected for a big hit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, it's definitely weird for me um, that they wait. I mean, I'm glad he's on the practice squad, but I was really looking forward to him. I mean, partly because I'm a West Virginia guy, but also yeah. because I thought having a little bit of that pro experience could actually mean a little bit of something when the yeah. rest of our picks were rookies. <laughs> what what I kind of first saw with him when we first drafted him is that we would have a lot of him and Trey Boston playing safety with uh, Jeremy Chen, like you just said, in that whole slot kind of position playing further up. So that was kind of exciting, and I just, it's kind of interesting what happened there. But let's move on to our last two picks. Bravion Roy out of Matt Rule's Baylor, defensive tackle, and another cornerback, Stanley Thomas Oliver. Your thoughts on those two? Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have a ton of thoughts on these yeah. two. <laughs> um, I, the main thing I remember is just like, oh, we finished off our draft you know, with two more guys. I mean, not, no disrespect, but like I don't have really right. any expectations you know even rounds four and five you're kind of your expectations are very low mm-hmm. but especially once you get in those last two rounds maybe something will come of it but yeah at the very least it looks like Bravion Roy is going to be in the rotation of defensive tackle um Thomas Oliver is at like six cornerback on the depth chart so we probably won't be seeing too much of him but we'll see what happens um overall though how do you grade this draft no I'll give him B minus B, you know, something like yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's it's hard for me to say, oh, A plus, they knocked it out of the park when I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of them play. But I do kind of understand the vision with all defensive players, given how bad our defense, bad and old. Are. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I probably had it at like a B, or at the time of the draft, I probably had it at like a B. I'm dropping to a B minus simply because Kenny Robinson is just not on the 53-man roster right now. I think that's pretty bad. But, I mean, overall, we have, what, one, two, three, four starters already out of this class. Um, I mean, no telling if they'll be good or not, but right. not too bad. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. I certainly, like, didn't walk away as a fan questioning, like, what's our direction? You know, now maybe mm-hmm. other moves we've made, I'm kind of wondering what direction we're going yeah. in. But the draft was very clear for what they wanted. Mm-hmm. We will try to avoid the, the other move, but... Let's just move on to uh, what's been going on in Panthers camp. We've had, I guess, what you can say, a quarterback battle for the backup position. Teddy is obviously the starter. I mean, can, I mean, yeah, kind of is what it is. <laughs> but P.J. Walker and Will Greer 
both listed as the second string. I remember you saying something on Twitter about the whole Saint situation. Do you think that PJ Walker might be getting some reps or ahead of Will or what's um, going on there? So I I looked up that rule that I was talking about and it had to do with that whole like Jameis and Taysom thing. And it was a rule like back like a decade ago. Basically where if your QB three came in at any point in the game and it had to do with active roster spots or just something. Mm-hmm. Way that depth charts were set up. If your QB three came in at any point during the game, your QB one and QB two were ineligible for the game. So that's why like Pat White would be QB two if he wasn't the backup. And that's why I assume Taysom was QB two, even if he's not actually the backup. He, it apparently the rule was taken away in the twenty eleven season. I don't know if some version of it's still back. But in regards to the Panthers, I don't know I I guess just no preseason makes it very difficult to make that call. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would love to see Will as the starter, but I'm not going to go off on that hill. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I still don't think he really got a fair – like, he was just thrown into the worst situation possible at the end of last year. Regardless, I think it should be Will. No disrespect to PJ. I know it's very fun hyping him up. We got to see him play in the XFL. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I just think – I mean, PJ Walker's had multiple preseasons in the NFL – and was waved, waved, waved. I just think if you're you're gonna use the third pick on the third round pick on Will, he's only really got to play in like one game. I don't even right. count that second game where he got hurt. I think you might as well throw him in as the backup for if Teddy does go down, he should be the guy that gets put in there first before I agree. It's it's kinda of strange you for all the reasons you just said, and then Pete Will, I mean, from what we've seen, at least I mean, we haven't gotten a whole lot from like our media but from what we've seen will's kind of been doing his thing and i feel like we've heard no differently like to say or at least not you know nothing to say the the opposite of that but i mean it just kind of sucks because i mean we've both been kind of following the patriot situation a little closely and it seems like every practice they're giving us like full breakdowns on quarterback throws and interceptions and touchdowns they're, and they're like throwing out their passer ratings and crap. yeah I mean, exactly i'm like we didn't get any of that but <laughs> yeah so but. i definitely find it a little odd that like i mean we knew teddy was gonna get the starting job when he got right there. like i mean it's the same thing with i don't know like nick Foles and Minshew last year like mm-hmm. Minshew could probably was good in training camp given the fact that he was qb2 automatically as a six round pick but it's just kind of weird that we haven't got to hear like more specific numbers type stuff. And like, it's just one of those, like neither of us were big fans of the Greer pick, but mm-hmm. if you're going to use the third round pick on him, like he needs, yeah. his, he needs his fair shot. So like if Teddy goes down and PJ is the one that comes in or will gets put to practice squad, whatever it may be, I'm going to want to hear an actual explanation of what went on in camp or in practice as to why will didn't get that shot. Cause if they've been even, it should be will that get the shot mm-hmm. or other circumstances surrounding the situation. And if he, and if that's not the case, then Herney should be fired the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, okay. Let's uh, move on from that. Uh, I guess some sort of surprises of camp. We have Justin Burris starting at safety right now. Um, They've been hyping him up a lot since they signed yeah. him out of Cleveland, I believe. So it's interesting to see if uh, he pans out the way they've been saying. Reggie Bonifon got cut, the uh, yeah. running back from last year. He had one kind of shiny game when CMC got a little hurt and banged up after carrying the team. And kind of interesting to see him gone. Um, we got Mike Adams, we just signed the running back. So he's kind of taken over versus second string spot. Bonifon's gone. And I think... 
I don't remember the third guy we have right now in that position. But Mike, Mike, Mike Davis. What I say, Mike Adams. I, I, oh, never mind. I wasn't. Yeah, I zoned out. But yeah, that's probably who you were talking about. I think Mike oh. Davis. Oh yeah, yeah, Mike Davis. My bad. Oh, they might just be considering Arma, unless I'm forgetting something. I think there's one more, but I don't remember his name. Um. Anyways, Dennis Daly's won the left guard job. Uh, how do you feel about that? Was he competing against Greg Little? Was like, is that what was happening? Yeah, and so, like, if you're competing against Greg Little and you win, it doesn't really count for much. Yeah. Like, I thought Greg Little was, Little was a bad pick when it happened. Mm-hmm. And Daly, I mean, I think he was the seventh rounder last year in that same draft, unless I'm thinking of somebody else. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's cool, but, like, I certainly wouldn't prefer Fine. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't think he was – Good. I mean, our O-line looked even worse than normal last year because we didn't have a great pocket manager back there. Mm-hmm. But then you also got to consider, like, backs aren't. So last year, what the O-line looked like last year is probably a lot more realistic as to what it was than what it looked like in 2017 or 2017. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he daily had some flashes last year when it looked like he might have been the starting left tackle. But, I yeah, mean, in the long run, yeah. we definitely want to screw that up in the future better than chris clark who was 2018 Mm -hmm. um and he's young so like at the end of the day i'd rather someone be bad and young than bad and right and and so like that doesn't mean i'm necessarily okay with them being bad but it's more so i can understand it Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean he's what like you just said a sixth seventh round pick so i mean no one's really expecting him to do a whole lot the fact that he's starting is you know credit enough yeah yeah so i mean we'll see how the line shapes out i think we got okung Daily Paredes, uh, Miller, and then Taylor Moten. So, not the prettiest thing in the world, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, uh, everyone knows, like, the way I, like, before we traded Trey Turner, you know, I was kind of on that, we were both kind of in that boat that he's not a pro bowler like he, like, advertises to be every year, mm-hmm. but that didn't mean, that didn't mean I wanted them to trade him for Okung, Okung, and, like, we did like it was not much was going on with that. Like I don't know, I don't really understand it because he's like five years older. He's had a couple injury problems. He's like weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like he's I think Paradise, novel. like Paradise. I mean, he could bounce back because I do think in 2018 he dealt with some injury things, and I know that can be really difficult on linemen, especially centers, because mm-hmm. they're kind of like the center fielder, at, or like the shortstop, whatever baseball term you. And so, like, maybe that could excuse last year, but he was, like, pute. And so it's very difficult for me to believe he's going to get back to, like, serviceable. Yeah, especially this season, considering who he has on the line next to him and who is going to be playing quarterback. So it's not a good situation for Paradise or Paradise. I don't even know how to pronounce it. But but even with Okun, like you just said, that was such a weird thing to do, considering, like, you, we drafted Greg Little last year. We have Dennis Daly, both of them competing at left tackle. Then we go and trade for an old left tackle. With This contract's kind of bad, too, isn't it? I don't even know. But <laughs> none of it really makes sense. And we're in perfect draft position this year to pick a you know, pretty decent left tackle. So, I mean, I'd rather a QB, but like, you know, like that, you know. But what, it, what no, is what I, it mean, is. I mean, like the draft that just happened. Oh, like, yes, yes, because that was... A lot. There was plenty of good linemen. Yeah, I mean, there was at least three at that spot where we could have taken one. But I mean, anyway, it's in the past. 
Um, and I mean, that's about it. Um, other than what do you think about Matt Rule hexing all his players? Like, what's up with that so far? I mean, I'm I'm certainly not in one of those people that's in like the boat that I'm ready to give up on him, want him fired. He's gonna be a terrible coach. Like, I'm certainly not right there. And I'm also not like full steam ahead, as happy as can be. But I definitely just find it odd. Has to act like a you. Like I'm not expecting him to be like, <laughs> oh yeah, FA actually is like shit. But yeah. you know, I, I don't expect that. But I definitely find it weird that he seems so full of shit sometimes. It's it's kind of wild. It's like every time, literally every time he hypes up a player, they're just gone the next week. <laughs> yeah, like, like just. Yeah, just don't hype him up, you know, just like don't yeah. go out of your way to do it. And he could end up being an amazing coach. Like I, I feel not one way or the other about the hiring. I would have much rather mm-hmm. EB simply because I'm not going to get into this too much. Shouldn't, but like the whole cam situation, I wanted EB and cam together really mm-hmm. badly. So like that was still my choice. I mean, I'm certainly not upset with it, but I, he, he annoys me a little bit. So. Yeah. I mean, I had rules like second on my list behind being me, but I mean, so far it's just been like, I mean, I just don't really understand. Like, <laughs> like these, and like the guys that are getting cut are like, you know, nobody. It's like Obama's been around for a few years now. You hype him up and he's gone. And you talk about Cam, who's our franchise quarterback. He's gone. Lord, he said Curtis's name the other day and everybody panicked. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm still waiting for that, like, yeah, trade I mean, notification just, to roll through. He literally might just get traded any day now. I'm, completely convinced but definitely interesting to see where that plans out but uh let's keep it booking we're going to get into the uh the season here and just go game by game and see how we match up see uh you know what our final record might like it in the season from our two uh, perspectives uh well first game haters uh john gruden squad Derek carr squad whatever you want to call them first <laughs> First game is the El- the Las Vegas Raiders, and um, you know, weirdly enough, I don't like. Actually, this probably isn't weird because most people would have them up there. This is definitely one of our most winnable. I agree. The only thing that holds me back from thinking it, like I think, if you're just looking at the Raiders team in general, it's one of our most winnable. But it is our first game at with new head coach, new coordinators, new sadly a new QB. All these rookies. And so you can look at that one of two ways. Teams don't have film. We catch them off guard. Or it's just going to be a disoriented disaster. Right. And so depending on which way you look at it, it's probably how you're going to view this game. I don't hate our chances in this game. I'm still thinking I might predict a dub for us in this game, actually. I think Derek Carr will probably tear us up, which isn't a good thing at all. Um, Derek Carr could, like, throw for 350 on us. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the case with every quarterback we're going up against. <laughs> oh, but I I don't know. I mean, I don't think I actually don't think the Raiders are a bad team. Their O-line is incredible. Mm-hmm. Their O-line was great last year. And so I, it really just depends on how our, our O-line does, I think. You know, we have the skill position players to move the ball. But I just don't know if we're going to be in sync. So I don't know. I might be talking myself out of picking us. Yeah, I mean – I'm kind of leaning towards a win here just for like the reasons you literally just said. And then I think the whole no fans thing is kind of going to be beneficial to us in this first week. Cause I mean, like you said, we have a whole lot of rookies going to be out there on the field. No fans. They're basically just playing like a, you know, indoor practice against another team for the first time. So they're going to be all jacked up. They're going to be ready to play. They got nothing to worry about, you know, no nerves kind of. 
Well, I mean, there might be some nerds. I don't know what's going through their heads, but <clears throat> I, I think I'm leaning towards a win. I'll go. I'll go. I'll say win. You know, I might as well because there's probably not gonna be many of these. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I might as well like get started off like, oh, look at me, like super positive fan. Yeah. Here. Right. So I think but we I'm, might jump out to a win, and then it's gonna be a rough stretch after that. But. Yeah, because after that we follow up with Tampa Bay, and I'm no a known Tom Brady hater. <laughs> I still don't think this experiment's gonna work out great. But like them like being nine and seven in that seven mm-hmm. to nine win range would make the most sense to me, because how many games they win last year? Like they go like eight and eight, like something like that. And I feel like Brady isn't gonna reach the highs of Jameis. He's not gonna reach the lows of Jameis. They might be very similar to what they ended up as last year, but um. One thing's for sure is that their receivers are going to kill us. Yeah, yeah. Last like Chris, year they were seven and nine, which is I kind of I kind of have them like eight nine wins, like you just said. Yeah, and so I definitely think they're going to beat us badly. Um, I don't know who's supposed to guard Chris Godwin. I didn't even know who's supposed to guard Chris Godwin last year when Bradbury was doing a good job on Mike Evans. Yeah, there, I looked at the tape. Godwin, I think Godwin didn't play in that London game or somebody, either one of our, I can't remember the situation, but anyway, that game in Carolina was bad. Mm-hmm. Dante was getting cooked. Godwin Dante had about got like, exposed. Dante had, I mean, Godwin had about 120 yards. And so I just don't see how we could slow their offense down. I just, I just don't think we can. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of the problem I'm coming here with like most of our divisional games because the the south we're just kind of stacked with receivers right and on defense we are not particularly good at cornerback and i just like you just said there's simply just no way that dante and truly pride jr are going to go out there and just completely lock down mike evans and chris godwin with tom brady at quarterback even though it is an old tom brady like you said but he is still probably the smartest pre snap quarterback in the league he's going to figure things out he's going to dice us up and going to be all up on our offense out score them which i thought was going to happen because the bucks are also solid on defense right like and so whatever brady doesn't have like physically anymore or in the first place he still has it all mentally like he's Mm -hmm. going to outsmart our young defense in some way right i don't like even if it's not a thirty-yard bomb to Evans where he does a double move on Dante, it's sh- there's just gonna be whether it be like pre-snap audibles, line shifts to me- me- mess with the pass coverages, whatever it might be, it's gonna we're gonna get outsmarted. That's just the yeah. reality of it. So I'm going Bucks win. Yeah, very tough matchup for the young team in the second week. I'm also going to Bucks win there. Um, moving on to week three, we are going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. And I would love nothing more than anything for the Chargers to go 0-16 because they didn't sign Cam. <laughs> but, because, like, I I still think destination-wise, the Chargers would be better fit to compete than even the Patriots are right now with Cam, but did not go off on that tangent. This will be an interesting game. I'm not just, like, I do, I don't think, I think the quarterbacks are, similar and i'm not just saying that to like sound stereotypical they're both extremely careful with the ball they both very accurate short distance throwers they both they're they're both just careful with the ball short distance throwers decent mobility so i think you can tyrod right yeah yeah not cam my bad but yeah i mean not herbert but oh yeah tyrod's starting right or am i yeah i think he is but who knows what will happen by then yeah if herbert comes in that's more like 
like Josh Allen out there. Like, yeah. But not even as physically gifted. But like <laughs> Tyron and Teddy, I think the QB matchup could be interesting. You know, I think they both are at very similar places in their careers. They're getting another chance to start after getting to start a little in the past. Now they're going to blow you away, but they typically don't make mistakes. So it could be a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. You know, time of possession might win you the game here. But um, even the in the Chargers' injuries, I mean, with Derwin James, I mean that could, that might even open stuff up for our. Oh, for our, yeah, stuff, for our receivers that. downfield, depending on how willing Teddy is to do that. And so it's kind of tough for me to say. I do think the Chargers are much better overall mm-hmm. um, than we are. I mean, I'll, we'll probably be saying that about any team. Yeah. But I, 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 I think this is what I'll say on this game. I'm picking Chargers, but I think if Teddy is willing to really let it loose, let it fly in uh, this game, I think I think I like our chances. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a couple of games this year when Teddy just comes out slinging and makes all of us eat our shit. But I don't think that's going to be one of those games. I think that defense, their pass rush is a little bit too good for our offensive line. So even if, you know, no German James, they're going to be getting back there a lot, I think. Um, and then it's going to be all up on our defense to slow down the Chargers offense. And, you know, even if Tyrod is only a Deacon Duck, he's still got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler. They're going to make plays. So I'm going Chargers there. Right, and that's kind of an issue with the young defense. Is like we know they're not going to consistently get stops. So really, mm-hmm. the only way the defense is going to shine is through turnovers. And guess what, Tyrod doesn't do. Right. He does not turn the ball over. His like interception percentage his last year as a starter in Buffalo was like in the negatives. Oh my! I mean, that's not mm-hmm. possible. But you know what I'm saying. For as many other flaws as that as that might bring with his game, with how careful he is, he's not going to turn it over and against a young defense. That's really the only time I could see our defense having a good game is if we just get some quick turnover, strip sacks, things like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, week four, we are back home from L.A. We are playing Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think this is going to be a good game for us. <laughs> I, I, I do not. I see people saying this is one of our most winnable games. Yeah, same. I it wouldn't surprise me if Kyler Murray was a top five quarterback after this season. Like I'm think, all in on Kyler. Yeah. I think he might be in like MVP discussions at the end of the year, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Like that's down the line. Like, if you're talking about those, uh, seeing this question plenty of times after Mahomes, which quarterback would you start with? Mm-hmm. Kyler's my pick now. Like he could let down this year. Sure. So like then like, you know, Deshaun, whatever you want to pick for your other but like kyler would be my pick in a vacuum if i had to start a franchise today not without home i'm right there with you and so i just think they're gonna torch us like like he we might get lucky you know he's a a little bit of a gunslinger he's not gonna be like uh brett Favre with the turnovers but like i mean maybe we'll turn him over once or twice because he just takes chances but i just don't see how cliff between cliff's um schematic genius and then the combination of Kyler, uh, Hopkins, Kirk, all of them. Yeah. I don't see. I don't. I just don't think we could outscore them enough. I'm just still not sold on us being explosive enough. To keep up with other teams that will be explosive. I agree. He. I mean, Kyler is coming off. You know, a pretty solid rookie season, and now he has a whole off season. He's had plenty of time to you know study his the Cliff scheme, and he's got Hopkins now, Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, all those guys. I think he's going to be on a mission. I think we we lose this game. I don't think it's pretty at all. <laughs> no, I, this actually, in my opinion, these first four weeks, this could end up being our ugliest loss. Yeah, I agree. I think this. I mean, that loss might be the tone setter for like the rest of the season. 
right? Like, we maybe we win the Chargers game, 2-1, and one, mm-hmm. and then we finish, like, 1-12, and 12, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it could almost, like, this could be the week that really just exposes it. I agree. Uh, So, I guess right now I'm at 1-3, and three. I think we both are. So, now we go to Atlanta. Um, I'm giving us an L here. <laughs> we, we won in Atlanta twice. Under Ron and Cam's tenure. Yeah. Not saying every year was great with them. Won in Atlanta twice with them. We didn't even win in Atlanta our Super Bowl. We're not winning in Atlanta this year. Unless they're just randomly decide to tank. Like Matt Ryan, week one, injury, tank. Like finally, for once and for all for them. That's the only way I can see it. We just will not beat Atlanta. Dan Mm -hmm. Quinn owns Yeah, I I think I kind of got Atlanta being like a secretly good team this year. Um, I don't think we go into their house and come out with a win. We we've lost eight of our last nine against. Them. Yeah. And that and that's with like, like five or six of those have been with one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and the, the like the best middle linebacker ever. So mm-hmm. like, I, I we're not winning Atlanta. Nope. One and four. One and four. Uh, back home we were playing Chicago. A lot of people were giving us a Chicago game. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think. I don't think our defense is – here's what I'll say. Both of our offenses are bad. No, 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 not both of our offenses are bad. Their offense is bad, our defense. Mm-hmm. I think they're equally bad at, like, what they do. But I think their defense will be better than our offense. That sounds, like, super confusing. But like, no, I got you. Like, I could see us losing this game, like, 17 to 30. Yeah. Like, 10 to 9. Like, something random like that. Like, Mitch sucks. Foles isn't good. They have terrible receivers outside of Allen Robinson. Needs to be traded to New England. <laughs> but, like, they still have Khalil Mack. Yeah. And, like, a couple other dogs on that defense. That's, that's like, where I'm getting with, like, most of these games. Because it's, like, our defense likely not going to stop a whole lot of people. But can our offense get past a good defense? Or can our offensive line survive a good pass rush, kind of, you know? Yeah, and I'll give Teddy credit. Like Teddy gets the ball quick, so mm-hmm. he might be able to counteract that a little if maybe their linebackers, DB, struggling. We pick them apart in the flats, whatever it may be. So this is what I'll do. My prediction for this game: when once we get to the end, I'll see what our record is. Right now, I'm going to say it's a tie. Okay. <laughs> We're tying with them. Yeah. Well, I'm giving it a loss. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not pretty. Um, okay, week seven, we are away to New Orleans. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's a fat L. I don't think we, we. I don't think we have to get one of that. To be completely honest, I can't believe we were as close to beating them. The fact that we almost beat them in New Orleans last year was insane. Like they, Kyle Allen finally hit like the one deep ball. Yeah. Jay. Yeah, that was and the last game of the season, right? No, they like killed us at home last game of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that game where Sly missed like eight. They missed three field goals and an extra point, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then I. And then, like, we got it down to the two at the end of the game for, like, the eighth time last year. And yeah. with, like, ten seconds left. And it... So that was a surprise. Like, I thought that was going to be the worst loss of the year. But it'll almost inevitably be It'll be even worse if, like, they benched Drew for Jameis. I'll tell you that right now. Hmm. I can see it. Um. I mean, I, 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 we have one saving grace going into this game. It's that Teddy knows that team. Just like he knows Joe Brady's offense. I mean, him and Joe, so. they go. <laughs> Dude, I you cannot. I'm just gonna like, I ho- I want to rip my ears off every time I'm gonna hear 
Like, what what even was Joe Brady? Like, he wasn't the, was he like the quarterback? Like, he just kind of handed Sean Payton cups of water, I think. He was something for the Saints, and Teddy was, according to the depth chart, the third string QB. So, <laughs> like, and Teddy's one game he played with Joe Brady, he was terrible, and that was against us. And so, like, I I just don't, I hate that connection, but, like, I guess that could be a saving grace. Maybe the Saints feel bad for Teddy. Oh, little bear Teddy. Have a good game. Whatever I mean, it might honestly, be. That's honestly something. I feel like Sean Payton would galaxy brain one of these games against us, and he's just going to hand us a win to mess up our draft position, and we'll all be angry. I mean, that could be the case, but, like, conspiracy theories aside, I'm going Saints. I think they really, we say this every year, but I think they really want to prove that best team in the division at the least mm-hmm. they're still my division winner pick same um but now we come back thursday home night. oh yeah thursday nighter we have atlanta at home it's a tough one i almost gave us a win but i didn't <laughs> those thursday night games at home oh hey sure. yeah i mean they really favor those home I mean, I could be wrong. Like, I don't know if there's a stat out there that tells me they favor the home team more than regular games. But, like, it just seems like it would favor us. Like, the Falcons are not unknown to as much it's as true. they own us. But it's almost like they, like, realize it's div- got to lock in no matter how ass we are. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't like know. I'm, I'm still Atlanta, Atlanta played Thursday Nighter. Last year, the first game of the season, I think, and I think they won. That's two years ago they played against Philly. Hmm, that might have been what it was. Awesome. Who was, oh, the opener last year was uh, Bears-Packers. But, uh, I don't know, I can't remember. Regardless, I'm having us as a loss, but I do think there's a real chance we win. Yeah, I mean, this honestly, is, I kind of believe is, in that whole Thursday nighter thing. I might switch up. Like, this is by far one of our top five most winners. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm going to give us a win. Gonna I, win. I, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night luck on our side. Teddy's going to come out. He's going to come gunslinging. Gunslinging with a solid, you know, 188 yards. McCaffrey's going to ball. Pushing percentage is going to be at least 75. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we'll have to deal with it on Twitter. Okay, next up. Oh, this is a winnable game. Away to Kansas City. I see no reason we can't win this game. Yeah. The defense that we have, I see no reason. Mm-hmm. Walk out of Arrowhead with a... Especially yeah. after a bye week. We're going to have 10 days to prepare for Mahomes. You're telling me Dante Jackson won't be able to figure him out? I mean, honestly, we we have speed on, on the back end. Like, we can cover them deep. Oh, we're yeah. For I mean, this. Dante Jackson does not get burnt. Yeah, we are. He's so fast, so. We are built to win this game, but we will not. Lost. We're not. <laughs> giving up at least 42. Wow, this is honestly a really unforgiving schedule. So it's like, we have that week four big L to Arizona that we're giving us. Then we go and we play Atlanta. That sucks. And then play Atlanta Thursday night. Then we got, we're going to get a win in Atlanta Thursday night. And then we got to bounce back and play the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to completely re-demoralize our season. Yeah, that's if if the Arizona th- loss doesn't demoralize us, or if a Thursday night home loss doesn't demoralize us, if losing uh-huh. to Mitch Trubisky doesn't demoralize us, yeah, the Chiefs just demolishing us will. Yeah, I mean, even if we get we win it, or let's say we win it, Oakland or Las Vegas, 
Las Vegas, you know, the Chargers, maybe that's two. Maybe we win one more in that stretch. That's three wins out of eight. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we play the Chiefs and it's over. <laughs> We're also not going to beat the Bucks either. Um, as as much as I hate Brady, and as much as I think, <laughs> but as much as I like hate on Brady, think the Bucks are going to. It's just like what we were talking about before. Brady's just so smart. I just don't see how he couldn't just get young defense like us shaken up completely rattled like scrambled hmm. yeah i mean originally i was going to give us a loss here i was going to give us one division win because i feel like you know one of these games always seems to go our way but since i just switched up and gave that to atlanta i'm going to switch back on this bucks game and give us an l here i thought you were about to give a dub i was like what? no 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 <laughs> yeah i like i think the quarterbacks I don't know, like, Brady is going to find, like, when Brady loses, even though the Patriots lose random games here and there, I feel like it's never to a defense that's, like, ours. Yeah. Like, people, like, young and hungry, got to prove themselves. Like, Brady knows how to just confuse you. <laughs> yeah, true. It's simple. It's like, story there. Um, Then we're going to Detroit. Well, actually, we have Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty big on Stafford coming in this year. I thought he was great, the eight games he played last year. Um, I think Kenny Galladay is really good. I don't know how they're going to be as a team, but I'm definitely all in on, like, Stafford the gunslinger this year, like, Dark Horse MVP guy, like, yeah. the guy that could still come back player of the year from Cam, however you want to say it. I'm pretty in on him this year. I agree. I'm right there with you. Stafford, I'm pretty high on as well. I mean, we talked about him in the past. Um, Yeah, Galladay, they added some new pieces. DeAndre Swift's in there running back. Along with uh, Carry On Johnson, so that's a solid one-two punch. You got Holiday. Patricia's on the defense. Is Patricia still there? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not a good coach. But he's still there. <laughs> so he's still there. I mean, so his defense is going to be something worth a problem. I'm gonna give us a loss here. Um, you know, they've had issues on like you know both sides of the ball, especially with Patricia. But I think both, like, they're a dark horse playoff contender for me this year. I don't know. I could just see their defense figuring it out. Whether it be Jeff Okuda ends up being off, like defensive rookie of the year. Mm, I forgot about and, him. And, and I really think their offense can just go off. I think, you know, I think, you say this about the running backs every year, like, they're finally going to have that 1,000-yard back to replace Barry Sanders. They're not going to have a 1,000-yard back, but they have, like, a three-headed monster back there. Yeah. Swift, carry on, and now AP is old and, like, not good as oh, he is. Yeah. But, um, it's I don't something. know, I, I think Detroit's going to be a lot better than people think, so I'm going to definitely put them. Yeah, I mean, like you just said with those running backs, I honestly, it's kind of something that hasn't been talked about because of how, you know, glaring of a hole we have in the secondary, but we had the historically bad run defense last year. Like and, 08 Lions bad run defense. Yeah, and that could quite easily carry over. So we come across any fairly good running teams, that might be a problem. Well, we did draft Derrick Brown for this specific reason, but we lost, you know, our linebacker situation. It's not pretty. So he cannot do it by himself. Um, so that's definitely a big worry. Um, so L for both of us there. We went to Minnesota on the road. I'm a little down on Minnesota this year, especially after losing Diggs. You know, I think Thielen's good, but I think they're in for a little bit of like a wake-up uh-huh. call to how much Diggs really, really, really opened things up for them. 
like Kirk's really gonna have to step up this year. That's all I'll say. Looking defensively, defense I, they, their defense is pretty straight. Um, you know, freaking safety, Har- uh, Harrison Smith. They just got Yannick and Gawkway from Jacksonville. Yeah, so like I'm I'm looking at like the different levels of the field that our offense could operate on. And I, this is probably not a game where we're really going to be able to push the ball up the field. Not that we're going to be doing that much anyway. But it's probably not going to happen against Minnesota. Then you look at who they just added to the D-line. I think Minnesota's yep. probably going to have a pretty good defense. Um, of course, things aren't always this simple when just picking a once-a-week win-loss. But, like, that's really all we can do right now. I'm just looking. I'm thinking, like, their offense might not be good. Like, this could almost be a game where our young defense looks and feels good about themselves. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, get a couple sacks on Kirk, rattle Kirk, pick him off one or two times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know if our offense is going to be able to, like, counteract it. As, as, yeah. as good as our offense should be, as, like, solid as it should be. This is going to be one of their, their tougher games, 100%. Yeah, and I almost think we're reaching that point in the year, and a lot of people are saying, like, well, why wouldn't our offense be good? Look how it was still, like, pretty good with Chris, with Kyle Allen last year. So, like, why would it get worse when we're only improving at QB, improving at wide receiver, at bringing in Robbie? Uh-huh. And my thing is, is it's like NFL teams aren't dumb. If Teddy comes out and he's still just Teddy, which is fine, but obviously not willing to throw the ball down the field with a bad O-line that we have, do, like, do we think teams aren't going to adjust? Like, why do we need to throw it deep when we can dump it off to CMC, they're saying, or toss it to DJ on a slant? Like, NFL teams are smart. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they can adjust. They can sit on the flats. They can neutralize DJ. You know, like, they can force Teddy to throw it over the top. And at that point, he might not even have enough time to throw it over the top. Uh-huh. <coughs> yeah, it's just, it's never really just that simple of a, a like-to-like switch. Like, like, like that, that's, that's my big concern. Oh, sorry. You're good. Take your time. <laughs> I was eating almonds and like something got caught in my throat. Mm. But I just that's my skepticism with this offense. And it doesn't stem back from like me like hating Teddy or something like that. It's just simply like I think it's a formula teams can figure out and has been figured out with other teams in the past. I mean it started getting figured out when teams realized Cam couldn't throw thirty yards. Yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly what happened with us a couple years ago. <laughs> like you just you just shrink the field down on a team. So no matter how accurate Teddy might be, how good his reads are, how shifty Christian is, how strong in the catch point DJ is, whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. I just I'm very skeptical that it's going to that singular formula is going to be able to uphold through an entire season. Yeah, I mean, if we want to win, you know, five to six plus games, he's going to have to really open his arm up and air it out. Yeah, and, and it, it it doesn't even just fall on him. Like, it'd have to be the O-line stepping up. It'd have to yeah, be yeah. Teddy. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, there's, yeah, there's a lot that has to go right for the offense to not fall off. Like, I can and, see a second half fall off. Yeah, and, you know, again, we are working with a first-year offensive coordinator who is very young. And him going up against some more experienced defensive coordinators this year may not be the prettiest thing. I mean, I think a lot of us are pretty high on Joe Brady. He was definitely like the consensus number one choice for most of us. But he's also going to struggle. You know, it's not just going to be all on Teddy, all on Christian, but it's going to be a lot. So I'm going loss here. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going loss. We kind of got on a tangent just to like for both yeah. of us to say loss. <laughs> but I wanted to like bring up that like. As the year progresses, I could see our defense having a couple like really fun games, but at the same time, it would not surprise me to see the offense 
Now, like I could see his top 15 offense first half of the year after mm-hmm. that bye week. I just don't know if we're good enough at three levels plus O line. And I, I mean, we just haven't had seen him. Joe Brady is an NFL OC. Like it, I just think we're very susceptible to teams just getting film on us and adjusting. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. But I think this next week is going to go a little bit more positively. We are at home against Denver. Um. Yeah, I actually saw someone say they think this is our most winnable game. They're saying it kind of falls under the whole uh, premise of, like, Drew Locke. They think he's not going to be good, mm-hmm. which really gives skepticism. I'm, like, right there, too. I think he was, like, a fun player, big arm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I can't say for certain what he's going to be. Um, I do know they have a good defense. Um, they, they have a good defense, and they Ch- do have, Chubb good, and, they have some good weapons on offense as well. So Chubb and Vaughn are – very good out there on the uh, on the edges. Yeah. Um, and Chubb's just coming off the ACL tear, so you know he's really going to want to be attacking things. Um, yeah. Then you look offensively, yeah, Sutton, Judy, and now they have they also have uh, yeah, Hamilton, I think is Hammer, 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 Hammer. And so they definitely aren't lacking weapons offensively, and so it's almost like I don't even think Drew Lock needs to be special. If Drew Lock is like Drew Lock is competent. I I would pick Denver to win this game simply because I still just think they have a very good defense. Yeah, Denver is kind of it's kind of a funny case because they have that offense with the pretty weapons and the okay quarterback just like what we have, but then on the opposite and they have you know elite proven playmakers on defense and that's exactly. kind of what separates us as two teams. But I think this could be one of those games where our defense comes out and they're motivated. Our young corners are going to be seeing young receivers on the opposite side of them. They're going to be up to the task. And I think we're going to be able to get a win here. I respect the optimism. I'm still going lost, but I definitely mm-hmm. get what you're saying, especially yeah. in the similarity of the teams, you know, because, I mean, they even have Melvin Gordon now. So they, they have good weapons. Um, I, I just think, like, like their defense – this is why people keep putting them as a dark horse uh, playoff team is because I think they have that defense that our fan – some of our fan base likes to imagine that we're going to have. Yeah. Where it's like – they're, they're hungry. You know, they can come out and surprise people. Like, their defense being good wouldn't be surprising. But I definitely think if, like, in three years, we could be very similar to what they're like right now. Yeah, Burns, Von Miller, Chubb, Gross Matos, hopefully, you know. Yeah, like, I, I see the vision. But, like, don't get me wrong. The Broncos are still a better team. Yeah. But, yeah. We're not there yet. But, I mean, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to give us a win. Cause First fact, it's at home. It's about Spoiler. time we beat the Broncos and something. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah, true that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so next we got the Packers on either the 19th or 20th of December at home in Lambeau. Um, just don't see that one happening for us, to be completely honest. Yeah, I mean, the Packers were a very good team last year. I mean, and honestly, we competed with them. Kyle Allen kind of did a sting for a little bit up there in Bay. I mean, you know, it was like, like – quite the, the snowstorm was happening so a lot of factors at play but it could be happening again because this isn't again at green bay in late december so who knows but i think we're going to go up there and get another l yeah and i really i really think i think their record wise green bay might press a little bit because they overachieved a little last year but in a lot of close games or they just didn't look good in some games they still came out winning don't see a 13 and 3 year for them but I do think Rodgers is going to try to put up even better numbers than he has the past two years. Not that I really care about that stuff, but like, I definitely think he's going to 
try his best to put up some massive numbers with uh, yeah. what's his face breathing on his tail. I think he's going to want to try to take advantage of a young defense. He's going to get those false, those uh, offsides. He's going to get some hard, like, you know, those hard counts going. A couple double moves with Devontae Adams and Dante. Mm-hmm. I could just see a, this be a, one of those, like, Cardinals and Chiefs-like games. Yeah, I don't think it'll be pretty. I mean, like you just said, Rodgers has real love right now, who a lot of people are saying is going to phase him out at some point. He's, you know, just not going to let that easily happen. He is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play the game. Um, and I think he will show it on this night or day, whatever it is. Um, moving on, though, signs for optimism on the horizon here. Our, uh, our reunion with Ron Rivera and the Washington football team I uh before we even get into it, I'm putting this down as a win. Yeah, me too. I'm put I'm putting this one down as a W, and I know it's on the road, but like I don't really think it matters when you're playing the football team. They're just <laughs> not good, so I couldn't care less whether it's home or away. Um, I don't think Haskins is bad. Like I kind of just view him the same as I'm viewing Locke, same as I'm viewing Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Collard's the only real one that separated himself. I probably feel a little better about Minshew than the other three rookies, him, Locke, and Jones. But like, I just I just think they're gonna be awful. McLaurin's a good receiver. Other than that, their offensive setup is not good. I mean, they have this rookie running back, Antonio Gibson. He might be okay, but also mm-hmm. defensively, it's not good. They're definitely one of those teams who just has a whole lot going on right now. Yeah, it's mean, just too much going on. The whole football team thing. Ron has cancer. Hope he gets better. Like that's horrible. Yeah. Um, running back, LSU guy. He's, oh, there's guys. Yeah, he's got shit going on now, like legally. <laughs> yeah, like, like like bad shit. <laughs> and it's you know, it's not good. I don't think they're gonna have a great season. This could be one of those games that we can, you know, easily win, I think. We just go in. It's gonna be one of those Teddy going off games, you know. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be like that we're gonna be sitting at like this two we're gonna be sitting at two and twelve coming into this game. Teddy's going to finally have a 300-yard game. He's going to have about three touchdowns. Might even run for one. And you're going to be hearing all about, like, mm. he's finishing the year strong. We're not drafting yeah. somebody. How's that taste, haters? You know, like, all, this is going to be that. So, like, right now, like, how um all offseason we've been in, like, the same two Teddy Bridgewater clips. Like, look at Teddy's arm. This is going to be from all yeah. the game next time. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, uh, that it's like a Bucks touchdown throw or some throw against the Bucks where he's like backed up to his own one yard line that I keep seeing. And then that damn Bears throw. If I have to see that shit again in my life, I'm going to be pissed. I, I wish I could mute that clip from yeah, being shown on my timeline because I see it at least three times a week. Like, oh, I thought you said Teddy couldn't throw deep. Like, shows the same clip from like one. Like, it's literally the same throw over and over, and it's a nice throw, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But, like, you're telling me I couldn't find, like, Trevor Simeon making, like, Yeah, a throw I was like, like even Kyle Allen made some damn good throws. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so Teddy's whole highlight reel could very well come from, like, this game. Like, yeah. oh, but you said Teddy couldn't throw deep, and that's because he threw, like, a 30-yard, like, end zone fade. Yeah, he will, he will 100% have that game at this point, some point this season. Don't know if it'll be that game, but at some point he will have that game. <laughs> Um, and then to finish the season off, the only way I see us beating the Saints and not having a repeat. So the last two years, we finished against the Saints. Uh-huh. Last year, we got manhandled. The year before, we beat them badly because they rested starters. With the new playoff format and there only being one team that gets a bye, I don't see them just having some 
no reason to not play. Right. Like so, like, I could see going into la- last week, couple teams twelve and three, eleven and four, ten and five, whatever it may be. I'd be very surprised if their seedings locked up with only one buy being mm-hmm. available this season. I agree. Um, I don't think that they'll be the the top team out of the conference. So, assuming that's not the case, and they will definitely be playing their their starters week seventeen, and we will definitely be getting handed a L. Um, so we both lost there. So I think my record ended up being so I said Raiders, uh, the Falcons at home. I'm definitely picking that one, and then I'm picking the Skins. Then I have my tie. So I'm saying three, twelve, and one. Hmm. I have Vegas, Atlanta, Denver, and Washington being a win. So four and twelve. Okay, so we're pretty similar. And aside from some of those wins, what do you think of like the good teams we play? So not like a Chargers. Who do you think is like the good team that you think we could like randomly upset? Um, I can see us getting one against like Detroit. That could be a win. They're not good, but I can see us winning that game. Chicago, and maybe the Chargers. They have a pretty good team. So I mean, there's definitely a realistic scenario where after like the first like one, two, three, four, like five weeks, we have two wins, three wins. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is unrealistic, especially if, like, the Cardinals flop. I think the really yeah. good team that we could see a win against, maybe just Tampa Bay if, like, Brady just has one of those extremely yeah, old yeah, yeah. games. I don't foresee it happening, but, like, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, no, for sure. Division games are always kind of, like, hard to pick through. And typically, like, in previous years when, you know, you're in a little bit better of a situation, I would always kind of split between New Orleans and Atlanta. <laughs> Um, now that's just not the case, but it could it could definitely it's definitely realistic though. Um. So yeah, we both see us in a similar spot. Um. What do you think our ceiling? What's the absolute most wins you could see us having? I'm saying like I'm I'm gonna say seven. Yeah, I would say six or seven wins would be like the max. But like a lot has to go right for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, like there's more than seven like, games I'm looking at where I'd say oh we have a chance, but like obviously all those stars aren't gonna align. Yeah, I think if for us to win seven games, it would it would mean that like those four rookies that are starting on defense ended up being complete studs, and Herney is getting signed to an extension at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, do we want to move on to this next section here? Uh, how much time are we at? Oh, we're about at an hour. Uh, I mean, let's just let's go ahead and just call like Super Bowl predictions, and we'll call it a day. Super Bowl predictions, I'm going to go, um, I'll say Chiefs-Eagles. Chiefs win. Chiefs Chiefs repeat. Okay. I'm going Green Bay-Kansas City. Green Bay takes it. Rodgers gets him a second one to ride off into the sunset. I mean, he he won't ride off into the sunset, but he might. Yeah, then he just leaves and retires, and that's it. (laughs) He's just done. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Green Bay... Kansas City is like my wet dream. Like I was yeah. praying, I was praying for that last year. So I would love that. The reason I say Eagles wouldn't surprise me to see anyone, particularly in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I think there's like ten teams that can make it. I'm not really sold overly up or down on any of them. Um, in the AFC, I'd have a hard time believing the Chiefs don't make it back. But it is football, and I think we got really spoiled with like the Patriots just being so automatic that we now think any. Gr- is going to do the same thing. Yeah. When really, that's not necessarily that's the case. That's definitely not the case. 
I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Patriots to I'm gonna keep I'm just gonna be honest, me. I could change my mind two weeks into the season watching them. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Ravens are going to make the I don't think the Ravens will make the Super Bowl. I just don't think like running the ball is exactly what you want. Like that's what all the old heads say. Defense and run the ball wins you championships. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. There's something about them that I I just don't know if I like trust them. And like maybe yeah. part of that's just me falling in line with those like last two year stereotypes like all oh, the more playoffs whatever. I don't I wouldn't say I necessarily prescribe to that, but I think what in my head I can't get out of my head how easily or how much of a fall off Drew. Even when he wasn't old. He was just ne- he just it felt like he had a little bit of a dip every postseason. Mm-hmm. But I felt while his play style was great, especially for the regular season, I think smart defensive teams game plan for it in the playoffs. It's almost how I view like Giannis and Harden's play style. Yeah. I think both of them it worked so well over such a long regular season, but I definitely think there are valid questions to how it upholds consistently in playoff time. And that's why I'm going to take why LeBron. But like that, and their style over. And I think I almost feel the same way with the Ravens as I do the Saints. I just don't trust the Drew Brees playoff Brees as much as I trust regular season Brees, and I feel the exact same way tentatively without with like Lamar and the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get that. I'm probably a little bit higher on the Ravens than I guess because I almost picked him over Kansas City. Um, but I just feel like, I mean, if if those two meet up in the playoffs, I just think Kansas City has to win that game. Like. Experience-wise, right. quarterbacks are just way better. They're not way better, but, you know, Mahomes yeah. is, you know, pretty and damn good. I, I think that's where my thinking is coming from is, like, I'm thinking, like, the Chiefs would almost have to lose before they play the Ravens. Right. Raven, like, I, I don't think the ball. I don't think the Ravens have the best chance of being the Chiefs in the AFC, but I think the Ravens have the second best chance of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's probably the best way I can put it. Like, mm-hmm. I I think the Patriots would be a better – I think the Patriots and Bills would be a better chance, and maybe even a surprise team, be a better chance to beat the Chiefs, maybe even the Broncos than the Ravens. But I think I, the Ravens would be favored over all those teams. Dude, can we get, like, a, a, new, a new England-Kansas City AFC championship? Kansas that would be Holmes. great. <laughs> I guess that's my that's the thing with Baltimore though. Like they really are loaded. Like mm-hmm. they're absolutely stacked. Yeah. And like the Patriots aren't, but I'm not counting out Belichick. They have the best secondary in the league still. They're gonna have one of the better O lines. And so like, bro, if Cam came out there and he plays like prime Cam, I'm not saying like he has to be dunking on people. I'm not saying we need 70 yards in the air throws. Mm-hmm. But if he just plays like Cam that we know and love. I'm not going to count them out. They're going to be good if that's the case. They'll um, be, so yeah, be just fine. Yeah, that was our Super Bowl prediction. I guess if we want to do conference championship game, I'll say Chiefs. Um, I'll say Chiefs Patriots because I do love Cam, and I'll say Eagles Packers. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I've jotted down Chiefs Ravens and Green Bay Seattle. <laughs> um, MVP. I'm gonna say I'm going Kyler. I think my dark horse, as much as both of us would hate to say it, Dak. I, I think that offense is going to be a high-volume offense. They're going to have a lot of points. He's going to have a lot of those volume-passing numbers, and they should be good. Th- that's what Those are the things MVP voter, VP voters like. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, I have Watson there. I think he's oh, going to yeah. – yeah. I mean, he's got no offense this year, so it's going to be tough for him, but I don't think it matters for him. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to air that thing out, and he's going to have a great season. 
Yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm looking forward to the season. I'm beyond excited. I'm yeah. nervous at the same time. Like, I, I'm very nervous. I want, like, I just want this to be a good year. I want Cam to stay healthy. I want Panthers to do what they need to do, set themselves up for the future. I'm not going to say it. I just think the Panthers need to do what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, and if anyone knows who we are, then they know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and just wrap it up. I mean, that was the Weekend at Hernies podcast episode two, whole preseason uh, discussion there. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, was... We can try to do this every week, can we not? Oh, I see no reason why not. And like this yeah. week even, was even probably a little bit uh longer than like maybe even some weeks will be simply because we did have a little bit more. Like next mm-hmm. week we'll be back. Probably like here's the thing. I don't. I'm not upset at all if the Panthers lose, but I'll still find a way to be mad and rant about. Something. Yeah. And like just kind of get my input. Um, I'm thinking we could almost aim to do it on. Our schedules fluctuate, but like we can almost try to aim to do it on like Wednesday, like late Tuesday Wednesday range. Mm-hmm. Because I would like for the all twenty-two to come out on Game Pass oh, before yeah, yeah. we re- like. Not that I'm about to sit here and like do like a thesis report, on it. but like I would like to you know just kind of watch, look over a game again mm-hmm. before I talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean this week in particular, that's probably how I'm gonna have to watch it anyways because I'll be gone for the the live showing of it. But I will catch it when I return. But yeah, um, we will catch y'all then. I'm Steven Sears again. That was Chase Pletcher. Uh, check out the Queen's Guard if you haven't. And uh, peace. Follow us on Twitter. Yep.